get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Hey, you can watch Greg Amzinger host MLB Tonight at 5 o'clock this afternoon leading up to the Indians and Reds game on MLB Network. But you can hear Greg Amzinger right now, as you do every week, on Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing well. I woke up this morning. Uh, in... Uh-oh. We have lost Greg Amzinger. <laughs> this is not good. We woke... we know he woke up this morning. Yes, we he just got up this morning. This is good. Okay, we're trying to... Get Greg Amsinger. We're going to do a little golf. And you know, the thing with Greg is he's so great to listen to. I know that he was going to say, I woke up this morning and he was going to have something very exciting to say. And I'm just waiting to hear what that is. Yeah, now the anticipation is just, (laughs) it's scary. It's through the roof, really. Is he with us? Okay, so we got you woke up this morning. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? We got you now. (laughs) All right, good. What I was about to say is I I woke up this morning. I was envisioning a bunch of St. Louis Cardinals with thermometers sticking out of their mouths. And, and I, I want to like make them chicken soup and, and make sure they're all okay and their temperatures are not going to go over the line and we're all going to be fine and dandy. That, that's what I woke up feeling. Well, that's uh, nice, Greg. I hope that they're going to be fine and dandy, too. We're waiting again for those results today from Saturday's testing. We heard from John Mozalek earlier in the show, but I just want to jump ahead and get to the broader portion of this question. You now have had a, an outbreak with Miami. You now have had an outbreak with the Cardinals. If you're Major League Baseball, what do you think the line of delineation here as far as the season is concerned? Uh, they're moving forward. When you heard what the commissioner said, which to me I thought was the most groundbreaking part of his interview, um, he said it doesn't matter if teams don't play 60 games. Which to me, that's the ultimate. That they this season is going to be completed, and if the Cardinals play 42 games, they're going to go off winning percentage. I mean, it's not going to be the normal season, but we knew that we were going to get that anyway. This is uncharted waters, and you you have to commend the commissioner for trying to plow through. Um, at the moment, this is a situation that is was forecasted. They knew trying to corral all of these mid twenties men uh, in all these different cities in America to make sure that they're you know quarantining, they're staying in their hotels on the road, and 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 using discipline was going to be a challenge. So these new protocols, I think, what you're going to find is you know you're going to see guys follow the rules. And we will this be the last team to have an outbreak? The answer to that is no. No. But they're trying to contain it, try to get a hold of it. This is an important week for baseball. Based on what the commissioner said, going into the weekend, there was a lot of doom and gloom out there. I think that's gone away. Regardless of what comes today from the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association – they plan on plowing through, and all the talk, unfortunately, you know how it is. If it bleeds, it leads. So all these players that are opting out, those guys are getting the headlines. But the guys that are opting in, that, that want to play, which is the vast majority of the players, 
um, that does not get the same kind of attention. Everybody wants to play for the most part, and that's what's going to happen. Hey, Greg, we're getting a lot of texts here that the, our tone has changed with the Cardinals as opposed to the Marlins. I want to get your perspective, though, because you're up there with a lot of national guys, and I believe the tone has changed because the Cardinals are just different than the Marlins. From a national perspective, do the Cardinals move the needle more? Should there logically be more discussion about the Cardinals dealing with COVID-19 then? And should the tone be different than the Marlins? It's a really good question. Um, You know, what is the incentive is what you have to ask yourself. The Cardinals have many more established big league baseball players who make a lot of money. I know that sounds crazy. How can that be an explanation of who we care about and who we do not? It's an established big league organization. It's one of the great tradition uh, traditions of baseball is the St. Louis, St. Louis Cardinal baseball. I mean, the, all the world championships, uh, sold out ballparks. Uh, it's a money-making machine, the St. Louis Cardinals. The Miami Marlins at the moment is towards the bottom five of the organizations. Now, that said, you know, health for everyone is important, but what is the incentive? Where is the incentive from the players? You know, when they came up with this agreement to get baseball back, uh, guys that made the league minimum basically were given their prorated check for um, the 60 games, which is pretty much almost all the money they were going to get, in some cases more. They were given the money up front. Here you go. This is all your salary was given to you in one check. Don't spend it all in one place. But they made sure they took care of the guys that didn't make a ton of money in the sport. So now, when you're the Miami Marlins, that's a majority of your big league roster. Now, I know they went out and got guys like Aguilar and Villar and Dickerson, guys like that. But for the most part, you know, on their 60-man, it's, it's a bunch of minor leaguers that would have already been paid. So they're not the money incentive isn't there compared to what the St. Louis Cardinals have, guys that are established, that are still trying to make their money, their, their prorated salary. So to see the Cardinals uh, have an outbreak, a team with more established big leaguers, I mean, in some cases, a future Hall of Famer, Yadier Molina, you know, and Adam Wainwright, who's getting closer and closer to 40 years old. Uh, this is a team that wanted, wants to go to the World Series this year. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense why it's getting more attention. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, outbreaks are terrible all across the world. Um, but from a perspective of how it impacts what we envisioned competition to be in 2020 in Major League Baseball, the Cardinals not getting sick, the Cardinals getting sick is, is much more impactful than the Marlins getting sick in terms of how we envisioned the playoffs setting up, for example. Greg, earlier you mentioned players opting out, and I want to talk about Giannis Cespedes because that was a wild story yesterday. You get the the word that the Mets don't know where he is, that they went to his hotel room, he wasn't there, his belongings were gone. Then you hear that he's opting out. What was your reaction, first and foremost, when you heard about the Cespedes story? And second part of the question, do you think you're going to see more players opt out now? I uh, was on a a production call with my producers um, for the show that I was on yesterday with Dan Plesak. Um, I did MLB Tonight, and I said, guys, this is the number one story of baseball. At the time, I had no idea what what, what his status was. You know, I... I get scared when I hear that they can't get in touch with a player and the player didn't show up for a game. I mean, I, I immediately think the worst, you know. I mean, to me, as, as a Cardinal fan growing up, yep. Daryl Kyle came to mind, right. you know. 
And so I, I, this is the biggest story in baseball. Someone that, that we, we don't know their whereabouts, and it's a, you know, he's, he's an established star. I was really concerned. So we were going into our show thinking this was going to be the number one story, not Clayton Kershaw's return to the Dodgers. And when we found out that he is okay, and he opted out and took all of his belongings in his hotel room and said, see ya, you know, obviously it changed things a little bit. Still a big story because going into the season, we thought you want to suspend his profile perfectly for the universe. DH, and you know we've seen him carry a team on his shoulders, specifically the Mets before. But he looked lost at the plate, and I'm sure the front office was frustrated with him. I mean, we're talking 31 at bats and 15 strikeouts. I mean, the guy was lost. Um, yeah, I I think his um, emotional reaction, whether or not he said this is COVID-19 related issues, from what I heard from the New York Mets, the way they handled this. That doesn't feel like that's the case um, because they, they wouldn't come out and send out a press release say we haven't heard from this guy. If I mean, why would you send that out to the industry? We, wouldn't you just contact the authorities and leave it at that? But they were, there was frustration on their end. I think the way UNS handled this. We're getting a beep. <laughs> getting a beep from Greg. Can you hear me? Can yeah, you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Okay. I. I, I... <laughs> This is, I've never heard a phone do this before. Have you? No. Oh. We'll get great. We have to get Greg back because I want to know how Ioannis, how he thinks Ioannis handled this. I do too. But I also need to ask about Aaron Judge still. Yeah, that was your, your leading question. It was, yeah. So are we still, uh, we're hearing a beep. Yeah, I'm hearing that. So uh, it is, it's a bar- bizarre story. And you know what, Michelle? I felt the exact same way when... Greg mentioned yesterday that the Mets had not heard from Jonas Espinosa. I felt the same way. I, the first thought I had was, uh-oh, we've got a Daryl Kyle situation. And this is a guy that's had a lot of issues, a lot of weirdness surrounding him since he signed that new contract with the Mets. So I was really worried about it. And he did not handle it well. You don't just pack up your stuff and just take off. And he's just going home to Florida to be on his ranch and ride his horses again. Yeah, but that's certainly not the way that you would, uh, from a professional standpoint, if you were the Mets, like to get that information. Because I'm sure, as as they said later, once they realized that he was okay, I'm sure that was a very nerve-wracking situation for them to not be able to get in touch with him or not know if he's okay. And they were actually kind of counting on him with the DH. uh, They really liked what they saw from him during the course of the preseason, during the exhibition games that they played. And to not have him, they have some other really good hitters, but Pete Alonso is off to a bad start. McNeil isn't what he was last year so far. They looked at him kind of as a centerpiece of their offense. You can never count on that guy again. After what has happened the last two years and now this, if if you're the Mets, you know you can't count on him. No, when people show you who they are, you should believe them. Right. And so I would not be counting on him. Yeah, he did it. All right, we have uh, apparently lost Greg Amzinger. We'll try to get him back later in the show. But next up, we've got Take It or Leave It coming your way on 101 ESPN.